The Dude Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dude Fox Podcast. I'm Ronnie, he's Paul, and it might just be a two-horse race now. Our thanks to Campbell for being a guest last week and picking a cracking 10 and 6s team as well. Join the conversation on our socials. We're a Dude Fox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Up on this week's episode, Scotland win again. The Rangers review, the good, bad and the ugly, Hibs preview, the loan report, the women's team, the academy, walking football update, who am I? On this day with the Arab Archive, and two of our head coaches from this season have got new jobs. Hi, this is Morris Malpas, and you're listening to the Dodd Fox Podcast. So welcome back to the award-winning Dode Fox podcast with the lady thing located and taken care of, Paul McNichol. And they never seen a second of the game on Saturday, Ronnie Costello. We'll get to my part <laughs> and we'll discuss that at length in a bit as well. But you said it right at the start, Paul, another one for Scotland. You bothered your arse to go this time. I'm assuming it was well worth it. It was well worth it, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was brilliant. It was... A great performance for the team. Uh, it's a hero a trek to get there on international night. So, oh my goodness. It's like they've moved Glasgow about 100 miles further away for you. The, the length of time it takes to get through all the traffic and that. Uh, but the game itself, brilliant. Never felt in doubt. Thought that they were fairly comfortable the whole night. Then again, what the boy Rodri was on about. Scotland throwing themselves to the death. Is he having a laugh? Did he not see? the other 10 of his teammates doing that pretty much for the last umpteen years but uh, it was class like in Scotland they, we, we seem to actually have a half decent team now Boy up front was an embarrassment for them wasn't he? Unbelievable <laughs> Unbelievable <laughs> ah, he was just throwing his cell and punching the deck in frustration I think it might have been uh, I, might, I, I mean correct us if I'm wrong here it's a dude for fact which, you know, for a while but that Scotland team that started the game, only one player plays in Scotland now, which would be Callum McGregor. Callum McGregor, and he's he's brilliant. Like he's, I don't care if he's underrated or no, but he's he's a really really good player. Like he's just always comfortable in possession of the ball, always looking for it. Just when never flustered. When you're looking at that team, you know Angus Gunn's come in, two clean sheets, plays in England. He'll be he'll be thinking international football is a scooch. Hey, well, Not a day. this is fine. You know, and then you're looking at your mate, Big Porto, playing in England now, Hanley. <laughs> Big Porto. Big Porto. <laughs> Porto um, was outstanding against the Spanish. That's that, that's that <laughs> clip this week. That's a clip. Uh, uh, but, you geez. know, Robertson, Hickey, you know, they, they're all they're all playing down there. You know what I mean? Like the Dykes. Good, good level, Shandoms, yeah. You know, they're all playing uh, down south, which shows that years ago, there might be one or two. Now the teams little do these players yep. for the ones born in Scotland, um, they're all making a name sell down there, you know. Mm. And realistically, when there's a, a chance to get players through their grannies or whatever that make our team better, I'm on board with it. Absolutely on board with it. Yeah, I mean, as long as we're winning, like that's the mm. main thing, is it? I think there was people. No, that I want to discuss Scotland too long, but there was people that were saying, ah, I kind of felt a wee bit sorry for the goalkeepers, Kelly and, and Clark. Well, wh- why? You know, if, if the boy gun's better than them, play him. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that he's, that I think he potentially knocked us back a couple of seasons ago or whatever. 
ah, that's not great, but like beggars can't be choosers. Like he, he's now he's got the jersey. It's his to lose, in my opinion. Uh, I like I, I probably would have picked him over the other two Dafties anyway. So I'm total agreement with Steve Clark on that. How do you and think? You can't you can't argue with the results. How do you think it's going to pan out for given the start that they've had? Oh, we'll lose the next six. <laughs> That's an absolute set. Absolute set. The jerseys will be sold <laughs> like led by Angus Gunn in the next game because I've just said that he's he's the number one. <laughs> nah, I, I, who knows? Who knows? It would uh, it would be typical Scotland if we somehow blew it for here. It's st- there's still six games left. It's it's not going to be easy. Uh, blah blah blah. But they've gave themselves a great chance, Ronda. Mm-hmm. You would have took. I think in people's wildest dreams, you were hoping for four points for the first two games to get six and clean sheets. Fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. It really is. Quite fancy in Spain away now. No caring about the game, just for Spain away. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not got a work trip in Spain coming up? Ah, uh, oh, I need to see about that actually. That uh, uh, um, also, we've, uh, we mentioned there that on uh, Friday, I think it was, it's amazing when you say this out loud. Two of our head coaches we've already had this season got new jobs. Yeah, yeah. One of them down at Newcastle, uh, Jack Ross. And like, maybe no bizarrely, but he stays doing that area anyway. I think he stays in the Durham area. And uh, was it his youth youth coach or something? And Liam Fox is now up the road uh, with Barry Robson as some sort of, is he the first team coach? Yeah, first team coach, which might be his his calling in football because he was a hopeless manager. Like with all due respect, he wasn't a very good manager. There was a lot of chat, obviously, when it got announced and people were tweeting about it and whatever. But one one comment that that was made in a group chat to not not just directly to me, obviously, but in a group chat was that it's like rewarding failure. Given that, yeah, I think I know exactly who said that to you. on the back of well, on the back, and the, the example was you know, it's like when it's the same with people say, I oh, bet you know, they're, they're doing this and players are getting effort, and he's like, I oh, but my boss doesn't say to me, Well done on that effort this week, it's, nah, it's a minimum it's, expectation. It's, but if you're shite at your job and, yeah. and and you lose your job because you've been shite at your job, and then yeah. a few weeks later you get another job, I, I get the whole get back in and could be a coach and all this and he's not a number one I, I get that but it, it just feels I mean for United's point of view it might be two wages they're now no paying let's be honest well I would hope so but again I, I, I really don't have a clue how all that works I'm led to believe that that when you get rid of Jack Ross because you can't afford to give him whatever his contract amounts to then you're still paying him and whether whether it's true or not I'm assuming that once he gets a job you then stop paying him so Hopefully that's the case, purely for the club's sake, uh, because that would be that would be a big saving that they would be making. Because it's no it's no great when you're paying three managers at the same time, really, is it? Let's be honest. I mean, you hate to think of the the kind of figures that's thrown up for three managers alone. Mental, you know? yeah. But but to, on your point of reward and failure, I get it. Like I get it. But then these guys like Jack Ross, Liam Fox they've no went back into managerial roles mm. so in some ways like you could maybe argue that it is rewarding failure because they're still walking back into probably very decent paid jobs but they'll argue it's like it, it's no it's no completely in their hands 
if they have success or failure in their career. Like that might sound like passing the buck, I suppose, but ultimately, Jack Ross, if he's a manager of a team that decides we're not going to try a leg for you, then like it's is it his fault really? I mean, maybe maybe he should he should be a better manager to get me out of the players. But player power is a real thing these days. So, uh, but hey ho. Like, either way, I'm just glad that they're hopefully now off the wage book. Mm. Yeah, that was a that was quite an interesting Friday when that kind of news broke. It was like, oh, you know, because I think it was the, back the, to back. Was it the breaking Liam, news? Like the, one got it and then the next got it. Yeah, and the Liam Fox thing had been obviously rumoured. I think that had come up a yeah. couple of days earlier, but the Jack Ross thing come out of no place and. And whatever, but yeah, it, it's, it just shows... Basically swapped. We're basically swapped, we ever been. We'll have your ex-manager, you can have yours. Mental how football works. Second April, a third manager. Unbelievable stuff. Unbelievable stuff. Anyway, it was a, a trip to Ibrox this weekend. Uh, it was always going to be a tough one. So, uh, I don't seen a minute of the game. I had a bit of a chaotic Saturday trying to get to Aberdeen. Um... To, to go to a gig and it just time it was all over the place it was an absolute nightmare so I actually my updates were a text out uh, at half time how we getting on a text at full time how was it went uh, a couple of messages back I think, I think I've got a voicemail still to listen to back and that was kind of and then I went on Twitter and, I, and again I was time just escaped so I've actually no seen anything I've saw a still image two images for what I think is the second goal. It is the second goal, yeah. And I just kind of believe that they're the same state of play. That's the only thing yeah. I've seen. And apart from, apparently the boy Tillman's going to win the Ballon d'Or because he's the best player in the world, is what I've seen a couple of players saying. But is anyway. That, is that what you win for, Devin? Well, uh, kind of, I have to be open and say over to you because I have no got a clue what we're walking into here. All I know is it's no wins in 11 now. We're two points away if you count you. Thankfully got beat the day and Kelly are now six points ahead. The rest is over to you. Yeah, well, obviously it was it was a game that I've I've not even I've not even counted this again for the last few weeks. Like you, you kept no. saying, "Ah, oh, we've got eleven, we've got 10 we've got, I was like, "Now, nah, like we're one under that rondo because we're going to go there and we're not going to get any feathers again." Uh, so to come away with the two 0 defeat, as as shite as it is to admit it, most people probably would have took that. Most people probably of a United persuasion would have thought. Like that, that'll that'll do it. Uh, the game itself, obviously, there was one one change that I could think of. You might correct me on that. Freeman, but Liam Smith, Smith was, yeah. So Liam Smith was completely omitted. So I'm, I could only assume he, he's injured. For him, no even to be on the bench. Another uh, one injured. Just yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's just the way it goes. Mm. Uh, so we started, and clearly the setup was. I joked when I was watching it saying we are essentially playing a flat back nine here. It wasn't it. Was, it was five at the back, although they'll say three. It was five at the back. The four in midfield were sitting about two inches in front of the back five and Stephen Fletcher was speaking to Goldson. What up the park? Just, I don't know, I can't maybe discuss golf or something. I have no idea. But there was a massive, massive distance between Fletcher and anybody else. Uh, and we actually, we, we felt, or it felt pretty comfortable watching it. It wasn't good to watch, didn't get me wrong. Uh, it was 
it was negative tactics, I thought. But but again, like I don't care what else you could have done. We 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 the squad that we've got just now, like you would have snapped somebody's hand off for a point in that game. We did all right. We had a chance, you know. Paula, he, he, Paula managed to break away, and I think he's trying to pass it when he probably should have took a shot. He should have done better anyway. Whatever he's done, and then I think it was in the twentieth minute. Paula, he's uh, he's he's done something to himself again. Whether it's a hamstring, a thigh strain, a calf strain, leather in his tights, I have no idea what it is. But he's went down. It wasn't a. I don't think it was a tackle as such. He's just he's just went down. And he's had to be he's had to be replaced, which was a blow because he was doing all right. He, he was he was he was doing all right yesterday. Uh, and as much as I, I really really fell for the guy, he just kind of cope, Rondo. You said, I think the, same, said uh, the Hearts game, didn't you? I said exactly. The same. He was excellent against Hearts. He, I mean, we got more than than twenty minutes out of him. Mm. Now you could you could look at one or two ways. You could look and think, look. He was injured, and the last game, which was a couple of weeks ago, Jim Goodwin basically openly admitted that he rushed him back because we need him. I, I mean, it's hindsight now, and hindsight's twenty twenty, but it's not the smartest thing to rush Peter Pollock back hmm. because even when Peter Pollock's fully fit, he just get he picks up injuries that nobody else in in the world of football picks up, and I just I'm honestly I'm at the point now where. I didn't, I didn't see the point in him even continuing with his football. Like maybe as a coach or something, but he can't cope. And that might sound shitty and it might sound harsh. And I wish it wasn't that way. But I think I think you you maybe messaged me last night and said he started three games this season. No, like that. And he's, it wasn't me, but share with me with this info because I quite like this. I think he started three games this season. And I think he's went off injured in every game. Mm-hmm. Again, not great. Could be wrong. Good. Well, it's it's not a surprise though, is it? It's not a surprise. As soon as he went down, you just knew. Like he's punching the deck, and like he's frustrated. Of course, he is. His body cannot cope with the rigors of full time football. He's made ten it appearances this season. He's played a lot of subs. Aye, that's what I'm looking at. He come on in his first four. I think oh. it's the first five of the. Because mind, he didn't kick a bar to the eighth of October. No. No, and and we were well, we weren't a promise, but we were hopeful that after that operation that he had at the end of last season, because he said, "Look, I can't, I've not been able to walk right for about seven years or however long it was." He says, "I'm, I'm really hopeful that I'll be able to can life will become easier." Well, I hope it has for him. I hope life has become easier for him. But like his his football career hasn't got any easier for him because he he still picks up these these niggling injuries that nobody else picks up. Yeah, so the last he, he's, the last three starts he's came off Hearts and Martin Rangers. Mm. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's that's maybe what I read and misinterpreted it. But it's honestly, I think we're at the stage now where he can't cope. Mm. He just cannot cope. Yeah, it's a it's a a real shame as well because I know he gets a, a lot of people maybe aren't his biggest fan or whatever. But I think he's a a player that can get you up the park. And he did. He, 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 he did once or twice yesterday, yeah. And th- that's how it was a bit of a blow because when he went off and he was replaced by Kai, uh, it was early, wasn't it? I think it was on about the twentieth minute or something like that. Twenty-two. Twenty-two, 22 minutes, yeah. But uh, yeah, like there's, you just shake your head. You're like, like everything 
everything is going against us here. Uh, but anyway, that happened. Kai came on. He was putting in a shift. Uh, and then midway through the half, I think there is a there's a snapshot for you know, their horrible players. I can't mind what in it was. And Barragetti should do better with it. Doesn't do better with it. And Tillman then goes and Tom Daly's his way over the keeper trying to win a penalty. Uh, which was the most ridiculous of devs. Like, he should have been booked for it. None. Absolutely nothing, no. No, the, the Rangers TV were on about, oh, I hope they go and check VAR. <laughs> for what? <laughs> what would you check VAR? Like, put it, I don't know, you've obviously not seen it, Rondo, but he runs into the, to war the buzz, and he goes up and out. Now, I don't care about you. And it's maybe been a long time for you played football and you've been going into that sort of situation. But if somebody was to kick you, pretty sure you didn't go up and over anything. You just go straight down. So it was a blatant dev. A few minutes later, there was another dev for the same guy. No as blatant, but it was into them. Where he, he's threw himself at the day. He said, a quick look at the ref. Nothing's given, right? I'll get up and I'll get on with it. And then uh, I think it was, was it in the 30-odd minute when they actually get their goal. I suppose for their point of view, it's a good move. Uh, and when the goal went in, the, I've said it so many times this season, that was it. That we weren't again anything out of that again. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. We just never, I never believed. If you if you set up the team that way and you get a point, magnificent. Absolutely magnificent. But when you set the team up that way and you go a goal behind, especially away there, I, I I can't believe that you're going to get back in. What was I the, just can't. How was the first half as a whole then, based on that seven minutes for half time? Well, I mean, we were organised, we were hard working, we were trying to get out. Like Paul had that chance before he went off. Sybil had a, a, a kind of long range shot that really wasn't far away, but it was essentially one way traffic. Like I think there was a stat that came up on the screen. It was something like eighty-one percent possession. Them, the bad guys. Uh, so that that kind of that tells you that they had ah uh, the bar. Mm-hmm. But we were quite happy for them to have all the ball. And in fairness, like Barragetti wasn't tipping them around the post and over the bar, and, and they weren't they weren't causing with too much bother with it. Like we were very well drilled, but you still go in one goal behind and. I guess the, the game's over. <laughs> the game was over for me. Yeah, um, when you get into half time, were you, you know, we you expecting maybe a change of shape in the second half, a change of personnel, or no? I, I, if I'm being honest, I didn't. No, but I mean, there was obviously the decision to make. Like, if I had been against any other team, maybe Bar Celtic, you go in one goal behind. The manager might be thinking, right. We'll hit a change something. We'll hit a kind of open up a wee bit more. We'll hit a go for it. But I didn't care if it was maybe damage limitation yesterday. Uh, and again, I'm not even putting that on the manager. Like he's maybe looked at the scoreboard. He has. He's clearly looked at the squad now, and maybe he just thought we we just simply there's nothing that we can do that's going to overlay trouble them. That that might have been his thoughts. So the the shape. It didn't change. It didn't change at all. The only time it changed was be about the last ten minutes. Pardon me, when there was a there was a raft of subbies and they were all quite attacking. And if I'm being honest, I was thinking, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what are you doing? Because like the, 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 it was it was mere open for them, and I was just thinking of the goal difference because 
might, I might not come doing that, but I might come doing that. And uh, to be two nothing doing, and, and we were still going for it. But in fairness, when we did start going for it, we had a couple of chances, you know, and they weren't a, they weren't really offering too much. Uh, but that's getting slightly ahead anyway. So the second half starts, and it's it's very much similar to the first half. And uh, and then we go two goal behind. And when when you go two goals behind, that that was definitely it. like there was no coming back for that. And the fear then, the fear at that stage was we might get a trouncing here. Is that the still image I've seen? Where the ball that was the like still image you saw. So yeah, so I lost my shit at the TV because. Like if you're playing fives with your mates or something like that, what was the job of a goalkeeper? Keep the ball out of the net. That, that, it doesn't matter how you keep it out of the net. There's, you didn't hit a death for it sometimes. Just stick a foot on it. Just a little hit you in the puss. Anything. Whatever keeps the ball out of the net. So when I've watched it live, I thought that has went right through the goalkeeper. How has that went right through him? And then you see the replay. And the bar's kind of... It's almost going towards his feet. So he doesn't hit it that much, just block it. But he's, it's almost like he's adjusted himself to try and get down and dive and, and hit it with his hand. And it's basically went where his feet were. It's went right under him. So like, you're <laughs> fucked. Easier said than done. But, well, you're fucked. Just it's easier said than done. But if the bar's coming straight to you, then a fucking dive out the way of it. Yeah. That, that, that would be mad vice. To any young and budding goalkeepers out there, if the bar's coming straight for you, tuck it. If it hits you in the foot, hits you in the knee, the bars, the nose, doesn't matter. Just make sure it doesn't hit that fucking net behind you. So what we're doing on doing, uh, the boy shouldn't have got the shot away. He did get the shot away. It was straight at the keeper and it somehow went under him. Doing on doing, bars burst. Uh, let's, let's hope we don't lose anything. 35 minutes still to play. Yeah, and that and that was like genuinely the fear was we we might get trouncing here, uh, and nobody was wanting that for various reasons. You didn't want it for the goal difference. You didn't want it for what it does for morale. Uh, so for the one positive, I'll, on you go on. So so for the fifty fifth minute, you, I think you said the last ten minutes there was changes and whatever. For yeah. that twenty five minute period, was it damage yeah. limitation? Was it a case of we never changed? No, we never changed the system. No. So we, they still had pretty much all the ball. But just never done? No, they, they had a few chances, a few crosses, obviously, because we allowed crosses. Of course. Uh, of course. I mean, it wouldn't be United if we did, not But they had they had a few chances where they could have done better. Maybe some poor finishing. Baragetti, in fairness, had a couple of decent saves. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a, a result that was never in doubt. It was never, ever in doubt. But we did hear... We did have a couple of chances. We could have snuck a goal back at the end. We could Joe uh, when he came on. Anaku, he, he was he was lively when he came on. But like ultimately, the the, the game was lost by then. Eh? Uh, and it was I was just glad to see the back up because it's a game that's been it's been in our sights for a, a few weeks now, Rondo. And I've saw after the game on social media and whatever, like people really turn into the team. Like I, I kind of get it, but at the same, by the same token, like I don't know what people were expecting. Like we're we're bottom of the league. Rangers have won about eight, the last eight in a row. Like they've won, they've beat us the last five times at Ibrox. We're we're fairly poor this season, if I'm being nice. Uh, 
and they've they're also on like a, a ridiculously good run as well. They've won about 18, 20 games yep. or something yep. like that. So I, there was nothing in me that believed that we were going to get anything for that game yesterday. So to get away with just the two, as much as it pains me to say it, like it was, uh, it was maybe the best that we could have hoped for. Better, better United teams have went there. A far better United teams have went to Ibrox and come away far worse result than a two and a hundred feet. Yeah, they've won 17 out of 18. Yeah, and the fans are protesting about, I think I can, cause, just because they're fucking stinking. Maybe they want more deodorant at the grinders, but I think I can. Onion uh, bears. And fucking green, and they call themselves bears. <laughs> green face bastards. Bannies, that's what we call them. <laughs> um, one thing I need to ask, right? So I'm just looking at the substitutions there. So I'm just trying to work out what happened We 15 minutes yeah. ago. Okay. This grin comes on from a man. You've got BH goes off for Cujo on 82. And obviously, I'm assuming the bar never got near Stephen Fletcher a lot of the day or it didn't stick near him. And Aku comes nah. over him, straight swap, I get. Yes. What happened with the team there, given you've taken off McMahon and BH? Well, it went back four. When oh, McMahon went off, it went so back four. So the system four. did change, just very late. Yeah, yeah, when the and horse had bolted. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, McMahon went off, it went back four. Uh, BH then went left back. Ah, right, okay. Niskin, Niskin and went left midfield, and then it was it, it didn't seem like that long, that many minutes later that BH came off, and then Niskin and went back. And we had a couple of boys up front, uh, but as I say, like uh, the, the bar was burst. Uh, the bar was burst by that stage, Ronda. Yeah, it's a, it's one of them. Like you say, you're you know we're up against it anyway. We're up against a team that's in a lot of good form. A record note isn't great there. We're bottom of the league anyway. You know, what's... And you've no count this game for a while, but I suppose what I'm trying to say is it's getting the game out of the way and it's now a focus on games that are more Eight winnable. massive on. games. Yeah. Eight massive games. I, I, I texted you uh, yesterday and I said... I would be I would take it right now if we can get past these games in the same position. And what I meant by that is that we're likely to lose. I hope the other two dicks lose in that. Unfortunately. Kelly didn't lose. Uh, but at least Ross County managed to managed to lose as well, which mm. was again was expected because they're up against uh, the other Arsenal. So yeah, I'm I'm just I'm just glad that we didn't hate a we didn't hate to play any of the bigger teams again this season. Uh, but it just it just leaves eight absolutely massive games. Massive. We've got to look to get something for every single game. Um, next weekend's fixtures, uh, the two arse cheeks are actually playing on this Saturday. Uh, it's Aberdeen, Kilmarnock, Hearts at Murn, Motherwell, Livingston, St Johnston, Ross County. And of course, our game against Hibs is 12 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, yeah. next week so so we'll know by the time we kick off the state of play mm-hmm. so it could be a motivating factor or it could be a hell heap of pressure on our shoulders yeah and obviously could, 22 points Ross County on 24 <laughs> Kelly on 28 no out of it but certainly going the right way about it yeah yeah it's well put it this way would you rather be where we are or where Kelly are 100%. so it's yeah as you say they're not out of it there's still eight, eight games to go. Somehow we're not out of it as well, Rondo, as bad as we've been this season. That's my saving grace, uh, that we that we still have a chance. S- somehow, 
whether I whether I believe we'll we'll make the most of that chance or not, no, that, that changes on a a minute by minute basis, depending on what part of the team I think in it. <laughs> but uh, we we are still in with the shout that there's there's no doubt about it. We've but we've got to this this playing slightly better than we were before and and no quite win. That that has to change. Yeah. Like that and that has to change in a hurry. Uh, it's look, looking at it like eight games to go, and I was thinking you really need to win about five or six of them. Yes. But we've only won five games of a season. Mm-hmm. So when you think about it that way, you would you would almost imagine it's impossible to to go and put a run of five or six wins out of eight games together. But like if we're serious about staying up, that's what has to happen. Yeah, and the one thing uh, you're on about Kilmarnock there, <laughs> I was looking at their uh, looking at their stats at home. Like, have you seen their home form's unreal? It's brilliant. Yeah. Like I didn't, I knew it was good, but I didn't realise it was. No, it's good. good. Like they've only lost three at him our season. Yep. But it's not a factor, mind. Those pitches don't help. But <laughs> that's just behind the twelve seats that have not lost at him yet. That's yeah. an unbelievable record. Yeah, and for really a, to go back there for the third game for a team that's been rooted. In the bottom three our season. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But the massive, but, but, massive but ultimately the, the, it's it's we're still we're still in the mix with that team with a great home record. We're still in with a shout somehow. We just have to hope some the penny drops, something clicks. Uh the I mean you could I think that you can see that they've been working hard on the training pitch because the like, performance is have been slightly better. Like yesterday, it's very hard to say it's it's very hard to say it was a better performance because ultimately it was one way traffic for mm. essentially about eighty eight minutes of that game. Uh, but it was probably always going to be that way. But the the next eight games are they're just so big. I, I don't like when people ask ah, eight cup finals. I'm not really a big fan of saying that because maybe. Nobody exactly. Ah, nobody wins a trophy after any of these games. But if you're serious about staying in the league, like we are, we're desperate for wins. Absolutely uh, desperate. So, Kilmarnock away to Aberdeen on the eighth. They're at home to Celtic on the sixteenth, and then they're away to St Mirren on the twenty second. Ross County yeah. are away to St Johnston on Saturday. They then play Friday night football at home to Aberdeen. And their final pre-split game is away to Hearts. Us, on the other hand, were at home to Hibs on Sunday. We're then away to Motherwell on the 15th. And then home to Livingston on the 22nd. Uh, like yeah. I said to you at the start there, no league wins in 11 now for United. Two points away for County, who got beat the day. And Kelly now six points ahead of us. Like when you look at our record, the fact our last league win came... On the first fixture of twenty twenty three, on the yeah, bat- three months ago, yeah, on the end of what was a decent one after you know Christmas, getting a couple of wins in and whatever, you know, we then got beat for Rangers, we drew with Hibs, we then won in the cup against the the students because it was you know they were half pushed on Jaeger, I don't know, but since then it's you know it's been brutal yes there's been a slight marked improvement under Jim Goodwin like you said yesterday I mean you'd forgot about yesterday a long time ago like you weren't even entertaining yesterday and anything would have been a bonus but I'm probably glad and again I've never seen the game or whatever but you're I I think the only thing's probably going to be we never got 5 or 6 yesterday 100% (laughs) 
hundred percent. For the goal difference, the the the, the confidence that, or whatever, but you know, and I did. I saw people say, oh, "Shite, shite." I get that. I get it. You know, we've been beat again. I, I totally get it. You know, mm-hmm. um, and anything would have probably been a bonus because it's been, even even when we talk about the three 0 win when Bowman scored and the, and the cup winning league, like but we've not done that often. Like I know that the, the club will share clips of when it goes off a Robertson's arse or we'll win with Goody on the breakaway, but our record like that is no great. It's not never really been great there, and you're kind of going. Well, it the thing is, it really shouldn't be the amount of like the, mm-hmm. the discrepancy and budgets. Like, you, it should be a rare mm-hmm. accomplishment if you actually get anything fair there. But especially this season when we are red rotten and they are pretty much high flying, I still think that that, that you can get out of them. Maybe more so than you can get at their their brothers across the city. But uh, but I just I never believed we would get anything for that game. I just didn't. No, and uh, you know, you look back at the the kind of records, you know, of recent times. Obviously, last season, you know, we had a good win against them and a draw at home, you know. But then we we still got beat there twice, you know. Before that, we got we got four twice for them, um, and then you know, before when I think twenty eleven twelve it would have been. But even looking briefly there, we got five, we got three, we beat them in a game. But you're going back over ten years there. Of course, and that, that's how I said, like, better United teams than the one that we've currently got have been horsed through there. So to get out of there on the back of only two-goal defeat, which, again, I know how defeatist that sounds. I hate myself for saying it. Yeah. But most people probably would have took that pretty much. Mm. That's that's the situation that we find ourselves in. Yeah. How was the referee yesterday? Well, he should have booked Tillman for Devon. Uh, they looked at there was a VAR check for a handball against uh, young Aina who was who was again excellent yesterday he was really good he was he was our best player yesterday again uh, but th- there wasn't really anything contentious no, no controversial decisions I didn't think but but how I mean I didn't can I, I just assumed if you dive and it's it's a blatant dive then you get booked for that but like the boys dived blatantly once and I would argue, like he's dived again to try and get a foul, and he's not even been spoke to. Hmm. Nothing, absolutely nothing. So, apart from that, the ref didn't really have much to do. I don't think. Not that I could think of anyway. Yeah, a frustrating one. Uh, man of the match, Aina. Then definitely, yeah, hmm. yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, it's it's just it it's so so frustrating as well. And I, I tell you what. The old injury list is mounting up, isn't it? It's the usual. I mean, that, that, it's the perfect storm, eh? It's the perfect storm of shit that we've, that we've had to deal with. Uh, these, these things just always seem to happen when you've, when you're out of luck and when you're no helping yourself, uh, as we haven't been for majority of the season. I would concede that we're getting, that there are some slight improvements that have been made the last few weeks, but, but no one, no in terms of results. Like we, we've still no one again for a hundred months or whatever it is. Uh, so uh, the, the injuries aren't helping, but like every team will have injuries, Rondo. Mm. Uh, we do. We just have to get on with it. Yes, yes, we do. Right before we have a look ahead to next Sunday, the good, the bad, and the ugly. 
it's it's the saddest good that I've ever had. Uh, we never lost by that many. That's it. That's as good as it got yesterday. I'm afraid. <laughs> the bad. It was Kelly winning. That's that's pure push. That doesn't help. Well. And the ugly. Uh, I'm just I'm just going to moan about the ticket prices, even though I wasn't there. Like your chairs and boys who are thirty quid for a ticket to watch one side try to win and the other side trying to lose uh, I mean our season you could argue in majority of games what's the point in playing Celtic or the Rangers because it's just been one way traffic all the time barring a couple of weeks uh, and to the church boys who are 30 bucks to watch that push is a farce it really is so Hibs up next, 12 o'clock on Sunday. They're on the back of three defeats. They got beat for uh, Motherwell 3-1 yesterday. They got beat 3-1 for Celtic on the 18th of March. And then it was a 4-1 reverse for Rangers at the start of March. That was on the back of a three-win streak as well. So I'm not really sure what kind of Hibs team we'll get on Sunday uh, on the back of three. Matter, eh? But if you are in need of something, there's one team you probably want to be playing. That's the team yeah. at the bottom of the league. Of course it is. Of course it is. But it, 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 we're now into the territory where it doesn't matter what the other team does. Like there's no excuses in it. There's no Rangers away. There's no Celtic away. There's no, no the Hertz are getting any great shakes and there's certainly no help on our suit the last few weeks. But there's none of, none of the alleged big teams that we hate to deal with now. Uh, we, we hate, we, you've got to be trying to win that game next Sunday. That is the only acceptable outcome. I can't I'm I can't I'm saying that without knowing what the other result because Kelly and Ross County both lose. If we draw then okay, you've gained a point. But points on points on a continent. We need we need multiples of points. One point here and one point there is no gonna get us out of the predicament that we're in. It really isn't it. Hibs are no great shakes. Of course they're better than us. And I say that because of where they are in the league. But on a one off game, we could beat that. I'm I'm Confident we can beat them. My concern about any game that we play this season is that we lose terrible goals. Even yesterday, although it was one-way traffic, we lost a terrible goal and we rarely look like scoring a goal. That that is I'm and I'm saying that's that's my concerns. Like they are big concerns. If you're if you're part of a team that can't really keep a clean sheet and struggles to score, then you probably find yourself bottom of the league. But uh like it's still in our own hands, which is unbelievable that it's still in our own hands. You've you've already said we haven't won in the league since the second of January, and yet we're only two points away for getting eleventh place. That is incredible. Yeah. So also the also gods that, are looking down on us and also, still gain with a chance. Also in that time, we've only picked up two points. It's horrendous, and yet we still have a chance to get out of this. We can still somehow, some way, and I'm no convinced in my own mind that I believe we can and will, but on paper and arithmetically, we can do it. So, big three points next week. Massive, massive game for us. Yeah. Bin your Easter eggs, galang at Tanadice. Or f- fucking bring your Easter eggs with you. Belt the referee with them. That's what I say. Can somebody will be in the backpack? Um, this season we beat them one nil at Tandis as he be it scored. Was that was that his mate? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that game. I was away. I was an open watching that game. 
and then two all at Easter Road, Nisbet in the deep. Should have won, won, yeah? won that game. Should have won that game. Should have won that game. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, that was that, that was Liam. That was Liam Fox's fault. That game. Me and you disagreed with that, but he should have made subbies earlier that day, and he didn't. And ultimately, fucked it. Uh, Eighty-three and eighty-seven. Twenty made his subs that day. Uh, but it's in the past. Mm. But they they are they can be beaten. Mm-hmm. They can be beaten. No doubt in my mind. Yeah. They're no great shakes. <laughs> Neither are we, but they're no great shakes. So we we we've got to win that game, eh? Like- we've got to win a game at some point. We can't just keep going, no, no picking up anything. We've got to win a game. And I personally think Easter Sunday is the best time to win a win your first game in three months. So please, boys, finger out. Ban the pokey, clean sheet. Done. Right, let's uh, let's find out what our other teams have been up to, and we'll start off as always with other players out on loan. Loan <sighs> report: Tony Watt at St. Martin, the boy that could have maybe helped out. So Tony Watt started his side's game against Livingston yesterday and lasted for sixty-eight minutes before being subbed off. In that 68 minutes, however, he would score and help his side to a three-goal lead, which they would hold on to to claim all three points. Declan Glass at Cove Rangers pumped 5-0 for Partick at him and he never got on. Absolutely pointless. Chris Mochrie at Dunfermline. Mochrie was an unused sub last week for the Pars and he'd start this weekend's match at home to Kelty again on the bench. He'd get on the park in 59 minutes, but the game itself was a poor affair and would finish nil-nil. Chris has done firm and still look odds on to win the league as they are 11 points clear with six games left. Leighton Bisland at Peterhead. Another week and another defeat for Peterhead, this time down at Queen of the South. Leighton would start this one, however, and played for 77 minutes. When he was withdrawn, the score was one all. Seven minutes later and Queens would notch the winner. Peterhead are certs for the drop. Adam Hutchison and Finn Robson at Forfar. Two games for the Forfar lads this week. On Tuesday, Adam and Finn both started as Forfar defeated Dumbarton 1-0 on the road. Adam had an excellent game and played the full 90 minutes in that one. Finn would start the game, play very well, but was subbed off after 75 minutes as a Seb Ross goal was the only goal of the game. Both started again yesterday at home to Albion Rovers as Forfar came from behind to win 2-1. The first half was the story of Forfar's season as a poor performance saw them go 1-0 down to the side bottom of the league. Finn was subbed off in the 55th minute and it was that sub that turned the game around for Forfar. His replacement, Nathan Flanagan, headed home a 62nd minute equaliser and six minutes later, top scorer Ben Armour put the loons in front three minutes after coming on. Adam played the full game as they saw a 2-1 win to push themselves into the playoff spots. Next weekend, they have a long trip down to Stranraer. Flynn Duffy at Stirling Albion. It was the unusual position of being an unused sub at the weekend for Flynn, but his side would head up to Elgin, keep a clean sheet, score three goals and head back down the road with all three points. Rudy Adams at Gala Ferradine Rovers. So last week, Big Rudy was in goal against Linlithgow Rose in the East of Scotland Cup final. He'd see red in the first half and it looked like his hopes of picking up a winner's medal were gone. Not to be though, 
The side took the match all the way to penalties and managed to win a silver kisser at Tannadice. There would be no action for the big lad this past weekend, however, as he picked up an injury. Jacob Comerford at Cumbernauld Colts. As far as I could see, Rondo, there was no game for the Colts this week. Logan Chalmers at Tranmere Rovers. One all for Logan's Tranmere on Friday night against Harrogate, but Logan sat on the bench the whole night. Absolutely pointless. Carl Johan Eriksson at Northshireland. They're away to FC Copenhagen today as we record, and likely another one of our loanees that will see no action. B-team. The mighty Air United B team came to Gussie last midweek and dominated the first half of the match. At half time, they led 1 0, and if truth be told, it should have been more. It was a game of two halves, however, as the good United were clearly the better side after the break. They'd have to wait until stoppage time at the end of the game, however, before getting what their efforts deserved when Jacob Comerford rose highest from a corner and scored with a bullet header with the last act of the game. One all. The women's team. Last week, Spartans came calling to Gussie. There really wasn't much in the game, but United rarely looked like scoring. They were undone on the day when the Spartan striker channeled her inner Curtis main and bought a decision from the referee. The penalty kick was duly dispatched and it was yet another defeat for the team. Before the end of the match, United would also be reduced to 10 as Neve Guthrie saw red for two quick-fire bookings. This week, they travelled through to face Motherwell. Although both teams are in the bottom half of the league, it was likely to be a difficult game. By half-time, they were one goal down. The game itself was end-to-end, with Danny McGinley almost scoring a spectacular effort from her own half. But unfortunately, the tangerine, the tangerine back line was breached in the 31st minute. Into the second half, and United started on the front foot. They'd then get their rewards in the 52nd minute when the inimitable Danny McGinley would get on the end of a pass from Jade McLaren to slide the ball under the Motherwell goalie. one all. Despite the game being hard fought and end-to-end, that was the way it would finish. For my money, it's a good result and brings a halt to the run of poor results over the past few weeks. Bosh. Just like that. Uh, right, the Community Trust walking football team have been in action again. Uh, so on the 31st of March, they were off to Tory Glen. They were taking part in the Glasgow Life Cup. The over 60s were in there. Dave Beatty, Derek Bruff, Doug Thompson, Steve Ross, John McGee, Gary Smith and Alan Durno made the trip. It was six teams in each of the four leagues. Top two qualify for the knockouts. First up, it was Kings Made. They were from Manchester, a total unknown team who apparently had three England walking football players on their team. They came flying out the traps, picking in shots for all areas. We got beat 4-0. They went on to win all their games and considered only one goal. The other four games were much closer with opportunities in all games. A soft penalty, though, against Wicklitz, Dunaway, and we got beat 1-0. Although at this point, we were going home early, we had to dig deep. We battled back, gave ourselves a bit of a chance. We drew one, um, we lost one, drew one, and won two. Uh, having played the better team in all those games uh, gave us a credible position to move into the qualifying round. So basically, all we needed was Drumchapel, who would beat 3-0, by the way, to beat our only contender, Whitlitz, for the qualifying spot as a second-place team. They did. So we got through the quarterfinals. We got drawn against Fife Wanderers, who are a good side, but have had results against them in the past. It was a tight game, ended 0-0 draw. Went to penalties, Paul. How do you think it went? 
Well, do they hate a walk up for the run up? <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> Basically, you're just standing and then placing the bar. Well, I mean, Stevie Ross is the goalkeeper. Is that right? I think so. And he's like a, a young Yev Lashin. So, well, I reckon it will one. You reckon wrong? Ah, come on, boys. <laughs> Hopeless. Uh, we did play and compete well uh, and have gone further in the competition than we had done previously. But yeah, lost on penalties on that one. Uh, today, the over 50s play in the same competition while, while the 60s are in the first round of games of the East Region League at the Orium in Edinburgh. Back to the normal sessions as well. Wednesday night, 7 to 8 pm at the Chain Centre on South Road. Sunday morning, 9 30 to 11 am at Lockie Harps Ground. As always, all are welcome, regardless of your age, ability, all that kind of stuff. It's only for the competitions. You must be mm. over 50 or over 60. If you want to get any more details, dundeeunitedct.co.uk. We need to get down there, Rondo. We need to get down there. And before anybody calls us up, I can't say the Russian goalkeeper's name wrong. I can't say that. <laughs> That's a wee in joke, so it's fine. But we need to get there. We need to get the, the AstroTurf trainers on and, and go and show these boys a thing or two, basically. That's what I'm trying to say. I can't, can't quite hear you there. I've kind of lost hearing in my ears. I just need to move on. Um, if you would like to join the foundation, by the way, details can be found at dusf.scot and you can help loads of projects that they've been involved in as well. Uh, you can get all the details on the website for that one. You can be united and join the foundation. After last week, I think I know how this is going to go. Who Am I is back yet again after last week's brilliant clues and a lack of knowledge of United players I can only feel that there will be retribution there will be shite housery and a whole lot of other words I kind of think of right now what was the big, what was the problem last week Paul because on social media everyone was quite supportive of the clues uh, well, didn't see. Like, f- first off, my uncle Billy was really angry about it. Like he, he because the clues. Essentially, it's a it's a game with five clues, and and last week we, if I'm being generous, I, I was given three clues. Okay, I was given three semi half decent clues. Uncle Billy was raging. He was raging. He was asking for your address, and I, I was like, Billy, come on. We, we can't be I can't be dishing that information out because again, we are like yo. He'll put your foot up his arse and we're going to be heading up. So uh, I, he, he wasn't happy. And, I, and you know what? Like, he probably wasn't alone, Rondo. He probably wasn't Really? Alone. Really? Really? Uh, I mean, really. again, I shouldn't defend myself a second week in a row, but I will. <sighs> I'll tell you exactly where in the all-time appearance list that player was. I tell you, I's ex-team. I tell you what transfer move he was involved in. I tell you why he scored against. I'm not sure what else you want. Your first two clues were pointless, okay? They, they were, unless I'm sitting with Arabad Kaiba open and I can, was number whatever, then it's completely pointless. The second clue, he's played less games than Davy Neri and more games than... <laughs> Ronnie O'Brien like, really didn't help like, so, so there's the first two clues straight away were absolutely loving uh, then I tell you how many total appearances I'm like I thought I, a lot of good clues there I thought well well I mean I beg to differ 
But anyway, you didn't just ruin it for me. You pissed off Uncle Billy. You probably pissed off other people, and you ruined it for Abdi Elfdamplewell with your stinking clues. So I believe it's, it's on me. I believe it's twenty-four, twenty-three. Me. So it's pretty <sighs> close. That so, is pretty close. So I can extend it to six points, which I'm hoping for the day. Oh, Ken, you, what, you, I tell you what, knows? Ken, what would be brilliant if that happened? Because <laughs> I would be getting a, a, a happens, great big get it round if it happens, and your uncle Billy. If it happens, he'll be getting text your address. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Ah, uh, right. First clue, you get five points. Get it right in the second clue, four points. Third clue, three points. Fourth clue, two points. If you get it right on the last clue, you get one point. If you absolutely no hunt it, you absolutely not. Right, hit me. Clue number one. Okay. Let's do it. Clue, clue number one. This player's first game for United was under a manager that previously played for the club and his debut was against Cowden Beast. So come on, what managers have we had that previously played for United? So it's either Luggy or McKinnon. Is that the only two you can think of? Kirkwood. I'm not getting your bowman. That's bullshit. Is that the only ends you can think of? Off the top of my head right now, Brewster. Maybe, maybe your hero, there we go. Cowden Beef, though, I'm not hearing it. Let's move on. Longer time, I think. Move on. I think, okay. it's, I think, I think it could be a Ray McKinnon signing, but that's where I'm at at the minute, but I'm not sure. Okay. This player saw 10 managers oh, in his time at Tanadice. 10 managers. Ooh. That is a lot of managers, Rondo. Well, I mean, that, that tells me that's a... That's a Sturrock number, a Kirkwood number. Ten managers, though. It's a lot of managers. It's a lot of managers. Who's been there that long? Can I just say we've had four in the past year? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we've actually, for the turn, for, I think we've had 20 in 20 a year. I'm sure it's something like that, but 10. Uh, 10 in a spell. Faye McKinnon. McKinnon will not be 10. It's probably not far off. What, what you got for one? I've not got nine yet. You've got to hit a guess, nah, man. Jesus, nah, I've not got nine yet. Right. This player's first squad number at Tanadice was 38. And his first goal for the club was in the Challenge Cup. Ten managers, man. So, if I go back for McKinnon, McKinnon, Laszlo, Dean Nielsen, nah, there's a lot of shit in there. 38. So th- I'm going to say we're probably looking at a young player. 38 is quite a low number, so you could be 38. It's not going to be... The only thing I can think of that's played down, it's not going to be I'm Ryan Gold. 
But that's not, it's not going to be Ryan Gold. It's not Ryan Gold. Ryan Gold. Oh, give us the right answer there. Take that back. Because <laughs> he come on, mind he come on with a shirt that was about five sizes too big for him. Yeah, yeah. I've no idea what number that was. Though. Uh, no, but it's was it? Mm, but it's no, it's it's no, it's no Ryan Gold. Okay, this player has also played for Arbroath and Air United, and he played in Sean Dillon's testimonial game. What was the first clue again? This player's first game for United was under a manager that previously played for the club and his debut was against Cowdenbeath. Hmm. You will definitely get at least a point this week because I have brought back Rhymes Week. <laughs> I've got a name, but I, 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 I'm no sure it's his squad number. Kami Ballantyne? No. Fuck. No Kami Ballantyne. <sighs> right. So this, this is a this is an open goal for you, Rondo. Okay. Right, here we go. This player's last goal for us was in a 6-0 win against Morton and his name rhymes with Brogan Clammers. Ah, <laughs> oh, Logan Chalmers, eh? There we go. Ten managers. How has he seen ten managers? Ten managers. And, and people might be like, wait a minute here. You're counting Jim Goodwin. Yes, I am counting Jim Goodwin because yeah. he's still officially a player. Uh Ten managers, though. I couldn't believe that. Couldn't believe that. But uh, my <laughs> Uncle Billy kind of gave me the idea for, for Logan Chalmers, but his clues were horrific. <laughs> he was like, tell him first clue. This player played for United and has wore the old badge on his tangerine jersey. <laughs> <laughs> ten managers. So what, who are, what are the ten managers? McKinnon, and then everybody else after that. McKinnon, then everybody. So McKinnon, Laszlo, there's probably a couple of caretakers in there. McKinnon, Ellis, Laszlo, Ellis, Mellon, Courts, Ross, Fox, Goodwin. That's no 10. Come on, get checking. That's eight. Let's get checking. <laughs> Let me open up my Arab archive. There, nah, there's, there's, uh, nah, there is. Because Nielsen's not in there, so that's nine. Yeah. It's still mad that's ten. That's still Mental. mad. Mental. You know, that's, um, uh, yeah, let, come on, let me just show some query this, actually. Let's just go on the manager. So, good one. Yeah, yeah, there will be. Good one. Fox. Ross. Courts. Courts. Mellon. Fev. Nielsen. Six. Laszlo. McKinnon. Eight. L'Oreal's nine. Is there only nine? No, I'm saying there's ten. There's some. There's somebody else. Three, four, five, six, seven. You're getting eight. You'll get nine, including L'Oreal's. L'Oreal's on the L'Oreal's list twice. twice. You're not getting it. <laughs> so, so I mean, I'm I'm no pointing fingers, but there's a Shields inquiry going up here because if I knew it was nine, I'd have probably got four points. <laughs> oh, wait you, a minute here. You, Ray, Ray McKinnon one. L'Oreal's two. Shabba Laszlo, three. 
Lorelis. <laughs> no. Robbie Nielsen. Mickey Mellon. Six. <laughs> but two different stints. That's, see, this is the sort of shit you would pull. Wow. You would be economical wow. with the truth. Unbelievable. Ten managers. Nine. Anyway, you got a point. Well got done. A point. Brogan Clamour. <laughs> Fucking Brogan Clamour there. Jesus <laughs> Christ. You should have just put, this player is getting... Oh, now, now, mind you, we need to get near the end. This player is currently in England. Getting... Uh, splinters in his arse <laughs> uh, anyway <laughs> on this day in association with the Arab Archive preserving the history of Dundee Football Club since 2006 the 3rd of April that was our focus today it's two games and it's two birthdays to tell you about we begin this week 1982 and it's the first of a Dundee Derby double and this one was the final derby of the season. Eamon Bannon put us ahead in the 35th minute when he nodded home a Milne cross from the right. Paul Sturrock increased United's lead three, uh, six minutes into the second half with the, when he head flicked a Richard Goff header past Geras from a Ralph Mill corner. United's victory along with St Mirren dropping points against Aberdeen kept alive aspirations of a UEFA Cup spot with United now just three points away from the Paisley side as it finished Dundee nil, United 2 we jump to 1985 for this Dundee Derby at Tannadice as United rung up their most emphatic Premier win over Dundee to this point. Dominant from the start, United snuffed out Dundee completely, went ahead in the 22nd minute. Paul Sturrock's flick out to the left found Eamon Bannon. He went to the byline, shaped across for unleashing an unsavable shot past Geras from an impossible angle. If any criticism could be levelled at United, it was that it took so long to convert their superiority into goals. However, the floodgates opened in the last 15 minutes. Dave Beaumont sent Paul Sturrock away for the second. David Dodds touched on for Alex Taylor to drive home for the fourth. And four minutes from time, David Dodds completed the route when he finished a Richard Goff header from a Dave Neri free kick and finished United four. Dundee nil. Easy work. Our birthdays then. First up, a man who began his career at Aberdeen. He then joined United. His grandfather Martin had played for Aberdeen and United in the 40s. He was a Scotland under-21 cap. He had a good first season at Tannadice in 2000-2001, but he fell out contention and eventually left for, to join Patrick Thistle. Jamie Buchan is 46 today. Yep, mind, mind you throwing a hissy fit over my... Who am I, Jamie Buchan? Because he he only played forty eight games. You well, didn't you didn't like well, that at, at all. At the time, it? the rule said fifty. The, 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 it did, but my first clue was this boy's played slightly under fifty games. <laughs> Again, still probably goes against the rules. I think. <laughs> but I was upfront and honest about my my cheating. <laughs> and apparently, apparently, Logan Chalmers played for ten managers when he's clearly not. He has. He has. Uh, next up, a goalie who was brought to Tannadice as backup to Seab Dykstra. Now, uh, there was an interview published with Seab Dykstra this week that Alan Temple done in the Tully, and uh, we retweeted and just tell the slight story that Seab is the only guest that has given us a time limit, and it mm -hmm. was forty-five minutes because his tea was going to be on the table. 
It's true. That's a true story, yeah. <laughs> so, this keeper that came in as backup to Big Seab, the big porn star that he is, was the summer of 1998. He played in two matches during the club's pre-season tour of Holland, and he had a public trial match at Tannadice. It's a pre-season friendly to you and me. Uh, he was given his competitive debut in November 98 against Dundee after Seab was dropped due to a run of poor form. He went on to make 85 appearances for United. Happy 49th birthday today to Alan Coombe. Coombe or Coombe? Uh, me and you shouldn't be saying the word Coombe because we're a couple of baldy bandits <laughs> and uh, I'm a wee bit disappointed you put him in there because he's currently employed by the D's. So, yeah, listen. Uh, he's there. Ach, I hope he has a nice day. I hope he has a nice day. Yes. But that's That's all he's getting. That is it for this episode. Hibs, the visitors to Tannadice next Sunday. Eight games to go. It's very much of the squeaky bum time, for sure. But at Dode Fox Podcast on social media, do have a great week. Stay safe. Don't forget to wash your hands and your arsehole. 